I'll be honest with you, rodeo season is about to kick off, and I am not a rodeo guy, uh, but I do like good cowboy boots. And Tacovas, well, they're all about rodeos, but you know what else they're about? Rock and roll. My best friend is a rock and roller. He's a guitarist. He wears these boots. It's awesome. Tacovas believes in Western for all, and you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. Offer to boot shine and drinks, yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that'll make your boots truly one of a kind. Look up your closest store on Tacovas.com. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And Point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use the code TRUCKS at checkout. That's T-R-U-C-K-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter the code TRUCKS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, Only at Tacovas.com. Howdy, folks. Howdy, Andre. And welcome to a wonderful episode of Talking Trucks with TFL. And that's because we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is mid-sized trucks. I love small trucks. And Andre recently had a chance to preview some very interesting ones, mm -hmm. uh, all through Chevrolet and GMC, but nonetheless worth talking about. And in this video, we're going to be talking about some uh, interesting questions that, we's, that we've received for, uh, from our uh, Patreons as well. Yeah, so it's been about a week since I've um, acquired and I have owned my brand new 2023 Chevy Colorado. Right. So I have a couple thoughts since I put about 300 miles on it. All right. Um, and then also, I just got back just last night from the GMC Canyon 2023 event, which was in Asheville, North Carolina. For those of you who do not know, I'm sure it's only a handful who don't know, the GMC Canyon and the uh, Chevrolet Colorado are cousins, and they share a lot of the same running gear and a lot of the same interior uh, components and electronics as well. Yeah, and a lot of you have been asking us questions. Uh, you're, you're a little confused, right? Mm -hmm. Why would you get one versus the other? You know, what's going on? How are they different? Mm -hmm. How are they similar? Yeah. And so we can talk about all those things. Absolutely. So without further ado, let's thank our Patreons. Yes, because patreon.com slash TFLcar is our only page. We do have eight channels, mm -hmm. what, three podcasts and three websites. Four websites. Uh, but we... It's because of you. Yes. It's because of TFL Patreon supporters. So recently, we had five of you guys support us in a huge way. For example, Chris Kelseth. I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, Gage Chappell. Chappell? Mars. Uh, this is bad. Marcio Pellucci. I'm loving this. Keep going. Adam Walters. I got that one. Yeah, I think you got that one pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and Jordan C., supported us very recently within the last five days. Thank you guys very much for your support. Once again, if without your support, we couldn't do what we're doing. And by the way, we do have a couple of questions from these uh, um, P 
people. Okay. Did you want to save one of them for later? Yeah, let's or? save them. And actually, uh, both of them have to do with mid-sized vehicles and okay. trucks. Well, that's perfect. Which is, which is awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's continue. First of all, let's talk about... Um, Let's get to your Chevy first, because this sort of bookends what we just recently did. Our last podcast was an outdoor podcast where we were walking around his newly acquired uh, Colorado. And at the time, I mean, there was still plastic hanging off of it that he had to rip off, you know, in terms yeah, of it was being brand so, new. Yeah, so, so fresh, fresh, new. Fresh, fresh, new. Smelled new and everything else. Now he's had enough time to make it a little bit more his own. He's put, he basically gone through a tank of gas, I would imagine. Yeah, almost. I, I think I'm like, I'm about at the low level. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's my first tank. It's your first tank. Uh, it's about 300 miles. So you would say, whoa, it's only it goes 300 miles in a tank. Right. But remember, it's first of all, it's not broken in. Correct. Second of all, I've been going like back and forth to the airport at super, super high speeds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and third, it doesn't get good mileage to begin with. And also it Sorry. snowed. Yeah, it did so I was it. driving it through snow and cold, and so yeah, so efficiency. Uh, we can talk about that. Uh, yeah, th throughout. But you just sent me this picture of yeah. <laughs> your little pickup next to my little pickup. Yeah, it looks like uh, for those of you who are listening and not watching, there's a picture. I, I had to take it uh, in front of our office where Andre's pickup and mine are parked next to each other. And for those of you who don't know, I have a Hyundai Santa Cruz, which is about as small as you get for pickups in the U.S. And if you look at it next to Andre's um, Colorado, it looks like Andre's Colorado is about to beat up on my car. Well, no, no, it's it's not me. No, it, it, yeah, it looks angry. It looks like it's going to spit on it and then hurt it. Well, you took it with a with a fisheye lens. Okay, oh, it's not that so, fisheye. So, so it um, it looks just like my truck is looking down on your truck. But it is a good way to illustrate the size difference uh, in these vehicles because, in terms of length, actually, my vehicle is only a few inches uh, less. Uh, I, what? Four inches or something like that, um, as opposed to yours, as opposed to, you know. There's not a tremendous difference. No, there. no. Yeah. And in terms of width, even, they're only like an inch apart there. But in terms of height and in terms of cabin size and everything else, that's where you start seeing the difference. Yeah, totally. Um, and I also have an image uh, of my truck next to uh, um, our colleague Alex, her yeah. Toyota Tacoma, TRD Off-Road. Yeah, and that gives you, once again, a really good uh, perspective as to how high the Colorado Trail Boss is. And it really, if you look at the wheel wells, you could just really see how that lift is really, you know, pushing it up in the air. Uh, the cab, everything, the hood height, all of that is much higher than the uh, Toyota TRD Off-Road. So first of all, uh, I want to say, Nathan... Uh, the color is still growing on me, and I like it more and more every day. That's wonderful. Um, I, I was still nervous about it, as you remember last oh, time. Yeah. I was a little bit nervous about it, but uh, I took my son to soccer last night. Uh, I was the only yellow truck there. <laughs> I was super happy because I could see myself uh, when I parked. Yeah, you can certainly pick yourself out of a parking lot. That's that's for sure. And then on top of that, well, your son wasn't that thrilled about the color. Is, he, is it growing on him? Uh, I forgot to ask him. Okay. Yeah, it, it may be a little bit growing on him, but he was really kind of turned off by that color. That's a real shame. Yeah. I really uh, like it. My, my wife and my daughter are okay, okay with it. Okay. So I still have to work on my son yep. uh, for, for this. But uh, I'm super happy, so I've been driving it a lot. Well, not a lot, but 300 miles in a week is kind of it's a pretty fair good. amount. Yeah, I think I think that's actually at the national average. Yeah. So, um, and my efficiency was about 18 overall. But like I said, this is a brand new engine, just breaking in. Right. It is a 2.7 liter turbo. Mm -hmm. And I actually want to do a more detailed video about comparing the new Colorado turbocharged 
truck versus the standard V6 Tacoma. Tacoma is the segment leader by far in sales. That's right. Uh, I mean, they almost sell more Tacomas uh, than all the other pick, midsize pickups combined. Yeah. Not quite, but almost almost there. Yeah, it's so popular to the point to where uh, they had to expand the production facilities to another country, basically. Yes. Um, they're built in Mexico for the North American market. That is correct. Um, and, and now, I haven't told them my truck, so that's still coming. Mm-hmm. I haven't drag raced it. That's still coming because I'm still kind of in this phase of, you know, just making sure the engine is broken in. Right. And we, you don't want to overdo it. We did accelerate in it a few times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was kind of spirited. So I'm not afraid of touching the accelerator. Well, no, and that, the point of having some break-in miles when you already get your vehicles, so some of that stuff they can make sure it's working right. Uh, but it's not a good idea to overtax the vehicle when you're breaking it in. But there's a huge controversy surrounding my truck, right? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, you need to tell them. Well, I'll, a lot of them know that. Not all of them. But but you told our friend Motorman this, Boy, right? was he mad. He was mad at you, my friend. Me? He was, what he, did I do? Here's his statement, and I'll try to clean it up in terms so kids can hear this. <laughs> you, out of all the people out there in terms of truck people, considering your connections, this is what he said by it. Yes. That you should have known in advance that you had to check a certain box, even without that box being there, in order to get, here's the word, cruise control. My truck did not come with cruise control. He blames you solely. Actually, Motorman... I, I I agree with you, 100. Yeah. percent It's it's shameful. Um, I wanted to be first. I ordered the truck in November. Mm-hmm. This was early November 2022. Uh, the books just opened. The pricing wasn't even there when I was ordering. But I said, you know, I, I'm ready for a new truck. Uh, I want to make the switch. I've never owned a midsize truck. I mean, I've driven many of them, but I've never owned one. Right. Um, so I was really hot about it. I wanted to be uh, it be able to tow. Mm-hmm. I got the towing package with a brake controller. I was really, really happy. And I got a trail bus because I wanted a, bit, a little bit higher. I wanted aggressive tires. And I was so happy I just walked out. Yep. Yep. You just did A, B, and C without D. And <laughs> the, the, the point here is that, and I agree with a lot of you, why the hell doesn't General Motors make cruise control standard across the lineup? Almost every other automaker on almost every car sold in the United States has cruise control standard. There are very few that have it as some sort of option, but apparently it is there. So there's another one or two. So if you look at the very base Ford Maverick, no cruise control in, in the XL Maverick. And I knew this going in. Mm-hmm. So Motorman is right. I, I should have known. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a truck. I'm, I'm a managing editor of TFL Truck. That's right. Then, and you know what? I think it's a little bit more common in maybe working trucks. Because, you know, for fleets, sure. certain fleet buyers are either idling their trucks a lot. They're not moving them very far. So sometimes they want to save every dollar. Sure. And, and, and saving a couple hundred bucks each time, that, yeah. that that does build. I agree with that. However, in this case, we're not talking about a work truck. No, it's a trail boss. That's exactly my point. This is a couple steps above the base model. Yes. So it's inexcusable for both Andre and General Motors. That's what I say. Yes, but I am working on this. Um, I, I want to find a way to retrofit the system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting more and more complicated. So a lot of you uh, have wrote me messages and comments and emails saying, Andre, why didn't you replace a steering wheel? Yeah, the steering wheel was the first one I heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's possible. Mm, I mean, I, I, people, you know, Roman, remember, um, which truck did we switch a steering wheel on? 
was it our Ford F250, right? Yeah, it was the trimmer mon monster we made. Yeah, because we had a basic steering wheel. Which is the hard plastic. XL, and Roman wanted a leather one, yeah. so he did swap it. It's possible. <laughs> it was a pain, though, wasn't it? Well, we didn't do it ourselves because, I, you know, I would do something like this myself, except I'm scared of airbags. Mm -hmm. And the airbag is inside the steering wheel, so I want a professional to do this because exactly. I'm quite afraid of those. Yeah, um, and you have to make sure it doesn't, for some reason, you know, your warranty doesn't get affected. There's a lot of things you have to keep before you just start yanking steering wheels off. Right. Um, but let's say I got a ZR2, a very nice, thick ZR2 steering wheel with, uh, I don't remember if it has pedal shifters, but, but, you know, it has nice materials. Right. And it has cruise control buttons. Okay. But what if those buttons don't go anywhere? What if the wiring doesn't work? And what if the truck doesn't, what if it rejects it, right? Which is the reason why you're going to be doing a lot more research. You're going to yeah. be burning the midnight oil, my friend, <laughs> and figuring this out. Because there may be no other way to do it. I mean, it may not be something as simple as plugging one wire into another, as some people suggested, or re replacing the fuse box, as I overheard someone say, or replacing the steering wheel. There may be more to it than that. Remember that vehicles sometimes come with a complete harness, and then there's five different other harnesses that go to different vehicles, and each one has a lead that goes somewhere else. You just don't know. So in order for him to figure this out, he's going to have to do a lot of research. So to be continued, I would say. To be continued. Uh, but I already bought a couple accessories. So first of all, I put a TFL sticker on it because even though TFL doesn't own this truck, uh, we like to kind of mark our trucks. As yeah, TFL. I did the same thing on my little guy. Yeah, so so uh, so if you see me, please wave. Yeah, no honking and middle fingers, please. He may but have you'll see me from space, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's no missing. It is this. bright. I really do like that color. Um, then I bought a tonneau cover that hasn't arrived yet. Mm -hmm. I bought a storage box. Uh, you know one of those boxes that mounts to the side of the inside of the uh, bed? Oh, so does it go over the wheel well then? A little bit, but it also swings back. Oh. So it swings back. So you open the tailgate, the storage box is attached to the inside of the bed, mm -hmm. and then it swings forward, and you can reach into the box and get some stuff. How deep is that? It's as deep as the bed. Okay. Oh, so really? About so 20 it's pretty inches. high. Yeah, okay. and, but it's narrow also. So it's about... Uh, like five or six inches wide and 20 inches deep. So what happens when you want to haul a four by eight sheet of ply? Uh, I guess what, I don't. Um, well, I'll figure that okay. out. <laughs> but, Sorry. But, uh, so I haven't used that box before, but mm. I've seen some, some other, uh, some of our viewers uh, recommended this as right. well. And you know why I bought that? Because I, I, I sold my F-150, right? Mm -hmm. And that had a large under rear seat storage bin. Yes, it did. I remember. Remember, I had all kinds of junk in there. Yeah. I, had, I had a hitch in there. I had straps. I had a spare antenna. I had um, uh, like an emergency kit. I had gloves. I had, I had hybrid, so I had like wiring harness. Yeah, you sure. Know. I, I can't fit that underneath the Colorado seat. That area is much smaller, and uh, on, the, on the passenger side of the Colorado rear seat, there's like an electrical component that takes like a lot of space. Right. So I'm not happy about that. Yeah, so your in-cab storage is, is lacking. You know, my, my little um, uh, Santa Cruz has yeah. uh, a lot of room, enough to hold a hitch. and No. Yeah, yeah, and extra materials and whatnot there. Everything I need for uh, my tire jack and everything else goes under there. And then I have my in-bed storage. And that holds you know, incidentals like, you oh, know. Oh, a trunk underneath yep. your bed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in-bed storage. And uh, it's not as big as the Pilot, or Pilot, the, the uh, uh, was it, Ridgeline, but 
it holds quite a bit actually, and I've got a couple jackets in there and a couple other things in there, and yeah, it's pretty cool. I like having it. So yay! I my thing does one thing better than yours. <laughs> no, we should do a video about that. What do you mean? What if, what if we put our trucks together, mm -hmm. and then you empty out all of your storage components, mm -hmm. all of your hitches and everything else, and I attempt to put it inside my truck? Okay. How about that? And if I fail, that that shows that I don't know much. That I have the superior vehicle, even yes. though in, in most measurable ways I'm not. Um, okay, maybe we, we talk about that. Okay. Um, but let's let's move on because you have a photo, an image of the GMC Canyon up there, which I think is another really good-looking truck, although I like your hood design better than that hood design, if I, should, you know, if I could say so. What about the grill? So before we okay. move, um, move on to the Canyon grill and the way it looks and how it differs from the Colorado, I want to read you um, oh, yeah, let's uh, do this. a comment question from Marcio. Okay. I'm sorry, Marcio, if I'm mispronouncing your name. This is really bad. But Marcio says, I live in Denver area. Ooh. So local. And I'm taking delivery of the 2023 Chevy Colorado LT this week. I would like to offer it uh, for you guys to do a review if That'd you're interested. Awesome. It's an LT with all three convenience packages plus safety package and cruise control. <laughs> he wanted to rub that in. Um, you realize, thank uh, you. Marcio or Marcelo, or whatever your name may be, that he's mispronouncing that when you get it back, it may not have cruise control. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> That's uh, a very generous offer. Thank you. So, Here's how the trim levels in the Colorado stack up. There's the WT, which is the work truck. Yeah. That's the base base, and it has a very basic uh, lower output engine. Yeah, even though the displacement's the same, it's a different engine, basically. Yeah, uh, slightly, the cooling passage, the cooling systems are a little bit different, so mm. that's lower power at about 260 horsepower. Gotcha. Uh, my trail boss, um, and also you can get it optionally on WT and LT trucks, um, has the mid-grade, which is mid-output engine, which is 310 horsepower and 390 pound-feet of torque. So I don't know which one Mar Mar Marcio purchased, but I yes, I'll contact you after this podcast. Hopefully, we can get our trucks together and show how they differ. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I, I think that's really great. Thank you for your offer. Yeah, that, that's really nice. So uh, we'll get to the other question a little bit later, mm -hmm. uh, but let's move on because... Um, we're looking at the GMC. Yeah, and GMC, has a, this was a huge program. Um, equivalent to, you know, I think they had like four waves of people. Yeah. Like a lot of different journalist waves. There was a large international one. I know that because I, I spoke to someone who went on it. Yeah. So, and this was in uh, near Asheville, North Carolina, and beautiful area, of course. Um, that's a beautiful, beautiful uh, place. Um, and, well, so... General Motors, is, this is interesting, because they're taking this tack that every new Canyon for 2023 and beyond uh, only gets a high output, so there are no lower output engines. Mm -hmm. um, so what is the high output? It's, it's still the 2.7 turbo, it's 310 horsepower still, but 430 pound-feet of torque. That is more than a Hemi. Than the uh, five seven. Yeah, it's more than the five liter Coyote. <laughs> it's more than many other engines. That uh, is a that's, lot of torque. It is a lot of torque. Yeah. It's a very torquey engine, um, and I can't wait to tow with it. Obviously, yeah. and test it uh, further. I can also tune my truck to get that high output number. Right. Which will come later. But you cannot do that with the base. Uh, Not the work truck. Right. 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 Uh, so it's already a high output truck only. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always lifted. 
So you cannot buy a Canyon with a lower suspension height. So it's basically a trail bus level mm -hmm. for all of the trim levels, including elevation, AT4 and others. Right. And then because it is related to the Chevy, same cab configuration, you know, there's, there's no two door, uh, same bed length. There's no long bed. Right. Uh, so those are, all of them are the same in that respect. Yeah, and the bed is five foot two inches long. Mm -hmm. And a lot of you um, showed your displeasure in the comments. Right. Because you said, well, what about a six foot bed? What about this? What about that? Yep. Sorry. I agree. Yeah. I no agree. For you, but, though. but uh, I guess what General Motors is saying here if you want longer beds, buy a bigger truck. Yeah. And I think. That may not be a bad idea because if you look at the amount of trucks they sell in this with this configuration, short bed with the big cab, it's a lot. It's it's an overwhelming number, and that's not just with small trucks; that's large trucks as well. So perhaps they ha they're onto something. You know, I don't I don't want to completely discredit them. However, there is another thing. Uh, it's a very deep bed, meaning, of course, that that uh, when you drop that tailgate, you've got a lot of extra space. You probably are getting. Well, it's got to be more than 12 inches. It's got to be closer to 18 inches. How deep is the bed? You mean the, the, the actual depth? Yeah, yeah, I think it's closer to 20, actually. Okay, so when you drop I, I that tailgate... To, then you measure that. In terms of length, you're getting an extra up to 20 inches. Am I correct? Yeah, so all of a sudden, your 5'2 becomes you know, closer to 7 feet. Exactly. And then, you know, you can hold some really long items. So just think about it that way. Yeah, drop the tailgate and everything's fine. Yeah, so it's, and it actually the width of it is also quite good because they're pushing the walls of the bed all the way out. Yeah, and I noticed the wheel wells, they're, they're really, you know, normally they're very prominent, at least with the older uh, pickups. These, they're very, very like subdued and they're pushed way out of the way. And I think that really does help for your overall capacity. Yes, and then, um, so what I noticed with my truck, with my Colorado, I like the seat comfort better than the Silverado. Interesting. Actually, in my Colorado. Okay. Um, yeah, and, I thought they were comfortable. Yeah. But, but of course, when you're stepping up to the Canyon, there's also the Denali. Mm -hmm. And there's also the 84X. 84X is basically the equivalent of a ZR2 in the GMC speak. But this is quite interesting. The, the Denali has quite a nice interior. And you know what I learned? Hmm. Um, even though the, some of the dashboard and the vents are different size and shape, mm -hmm. some of the components like knee, uh, knee areas where when you sit down, the center console, you know, the knee pads yeah. next to the center console, they're interchangeable. Oh. In theory, this is my theory, um, I could steal a Denali soft knee area um, and put it in my truck. And put it in your truck and steal the soft cruise control button and put it in your truck. <laughs> I need to actually steal a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> if you see GMC parts hanging off his truck, you'll know what happened. So, and we're kidding. I, we're kidding. We don't really mean no, it. You and by go. steal, I mean buy. Buy, of course. Yes. Of course. Um, and, but I can't get like the wooden trim because the, the dash on the canyon is slightly different. I've seen design. pictures. It, it, it actually, it's a lot different though in some spots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let the, me... the contours of it, everything else would look very different. It's a little bit more, um, I don't know, I, I would say more luxurious looking right off the bat, but it's also a little bit more uh, angular, I think. Perhaps that's one way of saying it. But, it. but it has to be. And the reason why it has to be is because the price is quite a bit higher. Yes. Uh, so, and uh, we, can, we can talk about it now. I wanted to show you, because um, I did a full video about this, so you can see it on alttfl.com. Uh -huh. uh, I, I did every, uh, let's see, I need to quiet this down. 
Well, you have to quiet the TV down, my friend. Uh, oh, no. Or have your son or my son, who are way younger than us, do it for us because they're faster at everything. Yes, they're, they're very they clever it out in nine seconds. Uh, with technology. Skip trial. So I wanted to show you, Nathan, really quick, the Denali mm -hmm. interior, because you're, you're right. It's, it looks dramatically different from the Colorado. Yeah, which I think was a smart move. Uh, I think that the previous generation didn't look that much different. Many of the buttons and switches and whatnot looked almost identical, and the locations were very similar. And but the screen surrounds looked it, very it, similar. Exactly, and I think that this is a lot different. But I still think it's, it's quite nice. I love that. Look, so there's a quilted leather mm -hmm. on the dash. There's wood inlay. The shape of the vent itself is quite different. It so. looks a lot more premium just by glancing at it. Yeah. So, and as luck would have it, well, as marketing would have it, mm -hmm. um, the base GMC Canyon Elevation, they're calling their base model Elevation, okay. uh, costs approximately, I want to say about eight thousand to eighty five hundred dollars more than the work truck colorado because they're not offering work trucks in the canyon lineup you gotcha see what i'm saying yeah yeah now does it come standard with four-wheel drive no so that's what that's, people drive. that's what just two-wheel drive huh yeah but but um in theory if you bought a gmc canyon elevation four by four that's at around forty-two thousand mm -hmm. out which the door, is close to the price. Which of your is truck. what my trail boss cost, about forty-one. Mm -hmm. So in theory, a trail boss is kind of where the canyon starts. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, with, within uh, within the price bracket. Yeah, yeah. So and then you can load it up more and more and more. Denali starts at fifty-two mm. and a half. It starts. So you could still add a few options like ventilated seats, heated steering wheels, but uh, heated seats. Let, let, let's rewind a little bit. When you just said that, uh, you know, around the same price as your truck, if I were to buy the GMC, yes, four by four, yes, around forty-two, yes, it would have the more powerful engine than your truck. Yes, it would, but I could tune mine at the dealer. I'm just saying, out of the box, yes, it would. it would be a more powerful it, four by four. Yes, really, the big difference is badging and some other components underneath. Right, and the interior, the, the feeling of the interior. So, also. in other words, wouldn't it be if I'm a GM fan, it would behoove me just to go straight to the uh, GMC if I wanted to go a little, do a little bit of off roading. You you could because you're already getting the height, right? You're getting the wider stance and the more powerful and the high output engine, right? And you're also getting the GMC face, which for many people is more handsome. Yeah, I, I really do like the fact that General Motors really made them different. Uh, there was a time when GMC and Chevrolet it was really hard to tell them apart, and now they're they've gotten, I, I they're extraordinarily different. Really, the beds are the only things that look similar to me. Yeah, and you can see it, especially in the Denali front mm -hmm. uh, grill and light area. I kind of like how, well, everybody seems to be using the C-clamp uh, LED light design. That's, everybody's doing that now, uh, yeah. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it still kind of makes the truck look special. Um, and there's a headlamp, which is a little bit lower in the front of the right. truck. So the driving lamp is actually up above, and then below it is the actual headlamp. Yes, and then the grill is more square. So it's a kind of a rectangle mm -hmm. versus the tra uh, trail boss. Looks a little bit more butch. Uh, and yeah, and it's got a little bit more shape to it. Is that skid plate real that I'm looking at? Oh, uh, not this front one. Okay. Uh, I think there's some um, plastic like, cladding. Right, and then further underneath there uh, may be a metal and then, okay. Yeah, and it's further down there's a black uh, skid plate. Gotcha. And by the way, the Denali truck is on 33s. 
This is a 20-inch wheel, but the overall diameter is a 33. Even though the sidewall is not very big, yeah, uh, it's still kind of a large wheel package, which is, looks kind of interesting, I think. It does look interesting. I'm still far more interested in the lesser-priced one, the Elevation. Yeah, let me show you that. Because that one, to me, makes a lot of sense, especially for somebody who wants more power. Now, is there a towing difference with the high-output engine? No. They're all, um, if you do get the mid-grade or the high-output grade Colorado or Canyon, they're both rated at 7,700 pounds, which is currently class-leading. That is class-leading. For 4x4 four four midsize. So the, st- the next step down would be the Ford, um, with the, that EcoBoost powertrain is just under that. 7,500. Right. And there's also the Jeep Gladiator at 7,600, which... <clears throat> Which well, I mean, they're all close to each other. Yeah, but, but on but paper, still, hey, yeah. you know, if it, it's quite often a pissing contest. By the way, the Canyon people, mm-hmm. GMC Canyon, oh, they removed the chins. Thank you. No more air dams. On all of them? Right. This is an elevation. So the truck I'm showing Nathan right now. That's the elevation with that bumper? Yes. So that bumper is very similar to the, like a ZR2. Like a ZR2, yeah. yes. So uh, for the, once again, for those of you who are not able to see this, uh, what Chevrolet did a while ago with the ZR2 um, Colorado was they made a special bumper which really improved your um, approach angle for your tire, not necessarily for the front end of your vehicle, but it made it a lot easier for your tire to get to that rock before hitting a bumper. So they lifted the bumper higher up over the uh, front of the tire. And it's a really logical, smart idea for off-roading. And a lot of people have mimicked it since. And uh, the new uh, Chevy does that, but also the new GMC apparently does this as well. Yeah, but this is across the board because my trail bus, as you pointed out in the last show, mm-hmm. does have that kind of a flat front bumper uh-huh. and an air dam below exactly. it. Exactly, yes. Yes. So, Which is surprising, but if you get the GMC, it doesn't have that. Right. Uh, but there's a but mm-hmm. there, and I think it has to do with efficiency. I mean, because this is very functional. For off-road, I think it makes the truck look better. Sure. Uh, it makes the truck look, look more macho. But it's not aerodynamically friendly, That's right. Friend. The whole purpose of these air dams, which drive a lot of you guys nuts, is, of course, to make the vehicle more aerodynamic and hence better gas mileage. Uh, and unfortunately, so the rating for the EPA for the Canyon came out, and it was uh, 17 city, 20 one highway and 19 combined. Okay, there are many full-size trucks that are better. Yeah, or on par with on that. Par. So this truck is lighter. Obviously, it's about, well, they weigh around, what, 45 to 4,700 pounds. Mm-hmm. So they're not super, super heavy. Uh, but, of course, the more options you add to it, uh, of course, the heavier it gets. Isn't it so strange that a company like uh, GMC is building a rather inefficient truck? I mean, it is, frankly for you know, its size and what it, what it compares with. And the fact is, is that uh, GMC, GM, um, the whole company is, is moving towards you know, efficient electric vehicles in the near future. It's just strange to me. But, but they're offering, it's, I think they're offering a little bit for everybody, mm-hmm. right? First of all, if you like GMC styling, many people do prefer that over Chevrolet uh-huh. styling. You have that. Right. If you like off-road capability, bam. It's right there. Right? Uh, it's right there. If you want power and torque, it's right there. If you care about efficiency, well, maybe this is not for you. Maybe you need to get another vehicle or 
an electric vehicle. Right, which the, the, they don't have one a mid-sized electric vehicle yet, although rumor has it that General Motors is angling towards one very soon. Well, yeah, I mean, they're really big now. They announced the Blazer EV mm-hmm. and the Equinox EV, right? So those are the uh, crossovers that are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know. I mean, we, we know that, by the way, mm-hmm. can I just say this? Please. They announced the production end of the Bolt. And the Bolt the, EUV. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sad. You know, it's it it's an unsung hero in the class. Yeah, okay, there was some bad uh, press about, you know, some fire stuff. But um, if you actually look into the real numbers, Well, they recalled them and fixed them. Yeah, and there are very few actual issues. Uh, one of the least expensive vehicles in its class, incredible range. We've proven that the thing drives better than people think. And they're actually kind of quick and fun. But, but they're replacing it with the uh, Equinox EV. And the Equinox is going to have a starting, will have a starting price, I should say, of around $30,000 and have a nearly 300-mile range. That's what that, now all this has to be solid, but this is essentially loosely out there in the vapor, and that will be coming soon, and that's a much larger vehicle on the new Altium platform. Yeah, and they said um, they, they wanted to discontinue the Bolt and Bolt EUV because they want to use that f- uh, factory and facility to build more Silverado EV trucks. That's correct. That's and why I brought it with up. With a new platform and, um, and then new batteries yeah. and everything else. Yeah. Because they haven't been, I mean, up to speed right now. Uh, there was a kind of a stop sale on the Hummer EV. Mm-hmm. They only sold two of them last quarter. Now they're ramping up the production again. Maybe they'll but, do three. Oh, wow, that's too soon. <laughs> Um, but they need, you know, if it's going to be more affordable to buy an electric vehicle, they need to make more of them, right? And power of scale, right? Yes, of course. And bring the power and bring the price down. So it's good, but I'm still sad that the little hatch is gone it's or just, will be gone. Yeah, for especially people who are looking for an affordable, you know, EV that has pretty good range. And Tommy, we we have a long term Bolt. Mm-hmm. We bought it. Uh, yeah, well, Tommy we, bought it. Yeah, t- well, t- well, t- I think technically the TFL Studios bought did it. Did we buy it? Instead but of we, but Tommy's always driving. I can't get him out of this thing. Yeah, yeah. And we took it on a long range trip, which you guys should check out on TFL EV. That was that was all hands on deck shooting that one, and we went up and over two mountains going both directions. So technically four mountains in four different electric vehicles. And the results are interesting. Uh, you really need to see how and the well bolt that, really surprised. It surprised the hell out of us. So you need to see that video if you're curious about that. Yeah. All right. Let's let's go back to trucks though, um, yeah. because there's lots of video of you looking at the interior, and I have a quick question. You're pointing at something that's very important to me. Is that soft material? Are you talking about the top part of the door card? Indeed, I am. No, that is something that's very disappointing for me. I, I said it in my video. You did? You yeah. said you were disappointed yeah. too? Yeah. No, no. I, I said Nathan would be quite uh, displeased. Uh, I get, was, I get, I, was I right? Yeah, yeah. You're right. I, I really do like what General Motors has done with both these trucks. There's so much to like. But I can nitpick because this is what I do for a living. And uh, for, I don't know, some of you guys maybe are like me where you like to drive with the windows down. I do it all the time. And I like to have my arm resting on the upper section next to the window or even my, you know, my elbow sitting there. And having a hard piece of plastic there is just truly uncomfortable. And there are plenty of trucks out there that actually think about that. And they'll put something soft there, which makes it much more comfortable. And thank you. But in this case of these trucks, especially really, really expensive mid-sized trucks, I see no reason why they can't throw a little piece of leather or even vinyl up there or something like that. So it's a little irritating. What is that? So I'm, I'm now on. Oh, I'm I know what that is. DSSV. Yes. Multi-matic. Uh, yeah, and look at how they're kind of up and out of the way now. 
Yeah, so they redesigned um, some of the suspension, both on the ZR2 and now 84X as well. Mm -hmm. um, I have a cool video where I went from Vegas to Reno in the ZR2. We, I think we mentioned And you pounded the hell out of it. We did 350 miles of really tough terrain. And these shocks stood up and never overheated. Uh, that was really great. These are spool valve shocks. Yeah. And they've been around for about seven years, six years, or something like that. Uh, kind of. Pretty the, much since the, the, the ZR2 came out. The previous generation. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and the previous generation, the only issue people had with them is that they hung really low and they could get hung up on rocks. And I think that they've taken that into consideration, judging by where your hand is on the video. And they moved it up and out of the way. Um, Especially and, in the rear axle as yes, well. Yes, which is where it really hung down before. And that is cool. Uh, Andre and I both agree that the spool valve setup on, on the vehicles that we've driven is one of the best ones out there. And there's no uh, reason for you to manipulate anything inside, inside the truck to make it drive any better or ride any better. It does it all automatically on its own. Yeah, there's not like a button or a valve you could twist or push. Exactly. Uh, but that's okay because I think they've done a really good job at the tuning. The tuning of it is yeah. just extraordinary. And in the back, they move the shocks outboard of the frame, the rear frame but section. But only on, on the top one, right? Exactly. They didn't do it on my truck. Uh -huh. My trail boss doesn't have that. Even though they tried to tuck those shocks a little bit higher yeah. on the axle. But once again, if you make the shocks uh, shorter, you don't have as much articulation. That is so true. So it's a give and take, right? But on the 84X, they also put them outboard, so they're kind of tucked up against the tire, mm -hmm. so there's more clearance underneath. Yeah. Yeah, I can uh, clearly see that. But it's pricey. So how much is? The, are we all to talk about the price? Yeah, and okay. let me show you before I talk about the price. Let me show you the interior, because this is kind of where the AT4X really stands apart from all the Colorado trucks and all the. Oh yeah, I everything love else. Contrast. Thank you. Look at all that. So. I don't think I can steal this from because my dash looks a little different. It looks a lot different. Um, so, what? So I talked to the interior designer mm -hmm. at the event, uh, and basically the the inspiration for the eighty four X Canyon brand new off road truck for the interior was winter sports, and you can almost see that because uh, it's kind of it's got a little bit of white, it's got some red accents. Um, and also, all the knobs have, like, little red accents on them, too. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certain types of ski boot design and ski design and out, outdoor, you know, weather design that I've seen that all kind of resembles this. I totally get it. Yeah, and a lot of you were unhappy with this. Really? Because you said, uh, why would you put white oh, inside of dirty. an off-road truck? Yeah. Uh, but let me show you. I think they thought about that because the bottom of the seat is actually not white. Mm -hmm. Because if it was, it would be you get awful. dirty almost immediately. Yes. But the top part and the headrest um, is um, accident and white. So I think they did think about um, some of those things. I think it's going to be a problem because all the moose that Roman ha puts in his hair every day would stick on that and eventually discolor it. It could. It could. Yeah. But look at this. You see what the seat belt? It's, oh, it's red. red. Yay. It's, red. Like a, it's like a Corvette, really. That's really not, but the, the seatbelt part is. Yes. Um, I Okay, so I, I know some of you guys are against um, multicolors and having light colors in, in uh, off-road trucks. I get it. But one thing I do like having is uh, something that's worth presentation. And you may hear us complain again and again, especially Roman and I, that having a sea of all black with the interior really sucks. And 
when you add a little bit of color, a little, just a little attempt at making things stand out, it really makes a world of difference, and it looks fantastic in this truck. You, you know which vehicle kind of brought that point to the forefront? I think is the Maverick, mm-hmm. because the Maverick is an affordable little pickup, yeah. compact guy, but you know they did different textures, and which it. was such a great idea. Yeah, and 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 it's still, I mean, it's not super super premium because it's still affordable, it's super super cheap, but. It just adds life to it, right? I agree 100%. In fact, even the door pan, uh, the all the door panels, there's three or four different colors that are in that panel. There's the gray, there's the orange, and there's I think there's blue. like a bluish yeah. color, yeah. And then there's some black as well. And the same goes with the with the front end design and everything else. And that proves that there's potential to do that and keep it economical. And I think that a lot of you guys would appreciate having a little bit of color wake up an interior. Yeah, and there's another now car, if I may, I know this is a truck podcast, but during this event, when uh, right after we test drove the Canyons, uh, we also had an opportunity to test drive the new Chevy Trax. Oh, okay. Which is their entry level, front wheel drive only, little compact crossover. Right. One of the least, in fact, I think it is now the least expensive entry-level vehicle you can get at General Motors. Yes. It starts at $21,495. For With that, destination. With destination. And you're getting a roomy little crossover. Now, it's not all-wheel drive, but you do get a little uh, three-cylinder turbo, 1.3 liter? 1.2. 1.2 liter. Yeah. And uh, nine-speed? No, six-speed. Six-speed. That's why it's affordable. I mean, Mm, they're using some of the components, but it's tried and true. Exactly. What's wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with it, especially because it's affordable. But the reason why I brought it up is because they're doing a similar thing on the inside as the Maverick team. Mm -hmm. They added little touches of color, uh, little um, trapezoidal designs in some of the plastics. Mm Mm-hmm. And it just steps up the whole vehicle. It just makes it more attractive. I do appreciate them doing that. And that's always, I've always pushed for that, that automakers can make the least expensive of their vehicles a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more rewarding for people, especially when you buy your very first car, your very first new car or new truck, and it has a little bit more pizzazz than perhaps you thought yeah. it would yeah. for you know an entry-level vehicle. I do like that. So you know, uh, thank you, automakers, for doing that. And for those of you who do, don't do that, I say... Well, maybe uh, they're listening, and maybe they will be doing this. Yeah, but if because not, because they, they should. If not, I still say. <laughs> yeah. So, so the eighty-four um, X. So we discussed, you know, how capable it is. Mm-hmm. And sorry, let me get my face off the screen. Uh, this is not good. Oh, your viewers uh, love your face. No, no, I want to show you the truck. Okay. Not, not the face. Okay. Um, so they also showed accessories, but it starts near fifty-seven thousand dollars. Fifty-seven thousand, and that's where it's. Starts for the AT4X. Yeah, but it's kind of all in. I mean, the only thing you can really do to it is uh, make it Edition One, mm-hmm. and they had the first batch of trucks where you, which you could reserve, were Edition One trucks, which had like a little Safari push bar in the front. I saw that. Is, was that functional or is that uh, just a garnish? Totally functional. So mm-hmm. I can't talk about driving impressions at this moment. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Because that's still coming a little bit later mm-hmm. next week, uh, but um, I. All Edition 1 Canyon 84Xs have a come-up winch included. Really? Because usually it's the bumper that's capable Mm -hmm. to house a winch, and then you have to buy one yourself. So this is actually part of the package? Yes, it's in there. Okay, that's saying something. But it makes it over $60,000 when you add the Edition 1 stuff, and it's closer actually to $65,000. Okay, now that is insane, but, but... If you look at what the what Jeep's doing with the Gladiator, you can easily get a Gladiator to that price. 
Yeah, and, and we've been complaining about that too, but mm -hmm. to a level because we appreciate the capability of a Gladiator. Right. So, of course, the question remains, can you get as capable a vehicle for thousands less? Yes. In fact, you can. But this is the top of their luxury. This is the top of their off-road capability all wrapped into one. I'm not defending it. I think that price is painful and way too much. And, yeah, you could go and buy yourself a very capable off-road full-size pickup for that money. You really could. For 65 Oh, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could even buy like a, a well... Uh, a trail bus Silverado or 84 mm -hmm. Sierra. Yes. Well, you know, with a V8 and everything like that. That is correct. And actually, that V8 might equal the uh, MPG. Um, uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, at least with that. But, um, but there are many things to consider. There are some people who really do want a premium small truck. Once again, I love small trucks. So, would I pay extra if I had the money to get a premium small truck? I might. Something to keep in Which, mind. It depends on your... You know, where you are in life, course, right? And your course. interests and all this stuff. Um, they also showed accessories, like, for example, bed racks, um, tents you could put on, mm -hmm. um, that you could also do this at your GMC dealership. So um, there's a catalog of, uh, you know, parts that they know fit and how, you know, you kind of, kind of roll it all it, into one. It is about time that General Motors, in general, you know, in general, <laughs> starts rolling up and doing more and more components that you can get from the dealership to slap on these things. Because if you look at Jeep and what they're doing with the Gladiator, there's a million things you can get both from the factory, from JPP, and then from, of course, aftermarket. So by doing this, they're making them a little bit more competitive, I guess. But there's something else to keep in mind. Yes, right. we're, we're complaining about the price, and indeed it is expensive. However, if you were to buy a basic pickup truck and you slapped on all the stuff to make it as capable as this truck, you would be in the same zone financially. And that's something to keep in mind as well. Yeah, and you may not you know, necessarily know if it's going to all work together. Mm -hmm. You know this all works together because it was tested this way. Exactly, and it's covered by a warranty, which is one of the things that I've stressed to so many people. Even if you go in some cases and really change the suspension geometry on your pickup truck, you may be in trouble later on if something goes wrong, so you have to keep that in mind. Yeah, and also addition one includes a beadlock-capable wheels and also a little rack system on the bed, which I also wanted to steal, by the way. I wanted to unbolt that and take it with me. Maybe I'll still buy one uh, for, for the back of my Colorado. But that's kind of why I bought the Colorado Trail Boss, mm -hmm. is because it's a little bit more affordable. It's a as lot you more know, affordable. I mean, you bought an affordable Santa Cruz. Right. Yeah, I was only one step up from being the most affordable. And so, same with you. And actually, both of us did the same thing. We wanted, you know, you wanted four-wheel drive. I wanted all-wheel drive. You didn't want to go crazy with yours. Yours is almost exactly $10,000 more than mine. Mm -hmm. But then again, yours is a truck as opposed to mine being really a car. And we both wanted certain types of things to make them capable. And that's exactly what we did. And we did no more than that. I don't have a sunroof or any of that stuff, you know. Exactly. So we had same similar approaches. I mean, we have limited budgets, right? Exactly. Um, but, I mean, you already upgraded your tires. Mm -hmm. You're doing a few things to your truck. I Just a couple do, minor things. Yeah. I want to do a few things to my truck so we can improve them as, as we move forward. Which is the whole point. Uh, and it, there's a statistic, and it's a logical one. Next to uh, Wrangler owners, pickup truck owners, customize their vehicles the most. As a matter of fact, one out of every three pickup trucks that are on the road have been modified in some way. And that, that's a I see it all the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. So something to think about. Um, so let's hit Adam's question oh, on yeah. Patreon. And then I want to tell you about one more thing that I'm not quite happy about. Okay. Okay. 
So uh, Adam Walters um, is, says, says this on patreon.com slash TFLcar. Currently, I'm running a 2020 Ranger FX4 with a 2-inch leveling kit and slightly oversized KO2 tires. Okay. I'm not concerned with that, but now he wants to go to Moab. Uh, there's a catch. He lives in Minnesota. So there's a long journey. And he says he wants to bring his family, his wife and two kids and two dogs. Wait a minute. How he's going to put a, a four people and two dogs in a Ranger? Did, did he mention if he has a cab or a uh, cap or something like that on the back? He did not. But here's the thing. We're possibly in the market because of this for three-row crossovers. So we are more comfortable on longer trips. Makes sense. Okay. And he's considering Honda Pilot Trail Sport mm. because he's seen it on our channels. He says, uh, I've watched all the videos I can find. Uh, I'm looking at Onion Creek Trail, Tower Arch, and Eye of the Whale off-road trails in Arches National Park yeah. and some others. Can you give me any insight into the Pilot Trail Sport? Wow, that's an interesting question because we're actually addressing something like that very soon. Um, Can I tell them? Yeah. Okay. So Honda is going to be giving us a somewhat long-term uh, pilot trail sport that I'm going to be driving from here to um, actually specifically to Moab. And it's going to go off-road to Moab. And then from Moab, I'm heading down to Flagstaff, Arizona to meet Andre at the um, Overland Expo. In Flagstaff. And wh when is that? What, what, that's uh, the 15th? It's May 19th and 20th and the 21st. So that weekend mm -hmm. of, of May. Wow. Okay. It's so coming up in a few weeks. It is Three indeed. Weeks. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's happening and I'm driving down and then I'm driving back and there'll be a lot of off-roading that I'm doing. And I feel confident enough in the setup to take it to fins and things, although that might might be a little bit of trail damage when I'm done with it. Mm. Uh, Onion Creek should be no problem, and believe me, I have experience taking Hondas through Onion Creek. Um, there does There is Under Armour, which is huge, and it's in the right places. That is, it's a dramatic difference with that vehicle because you get that safety, and you get the lift, and you get the tires. It's uh, the I, VTM4 system, is fantastic. It is one of the best all-wheel drive systems out there for doing light off-roading as well. So a really good choice altogether. There are other ones out there that exist that are good competition, though. One example would be the Nissan Pathfinder Rock Creek Edition. Oh, yeah. Unlike the previous Rock Creeks, the newer Rock Creek actually has beefier tires, a little bit of a lift, and a little bit of armor, and it makes it a much more capable vehicle in the rough. Neither of which are really good for rock crawling, though. If you're going to go that way, then you really do need to look at something like a uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee L. That would probably be... And the, maybe even the um, the trail... What are they calling oh, it? Oh, the Trailhawk. Trailhawk, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it has beefier tires, Be right? Beefier tires and a better setup for off-roading altogether. But that's a lot more expensive, I believe. So, oh, of yes. course, that's, that's the... You know, there's a lot of things to keep in mind. Yeah, so... We will be doing more, like you said, with Stay the, pilot, tuned for that. the trail sport. I think it's a good choice. Mm -hmm. So um, especially in that blue color, I think it just pops and stands out. Right. Um, it's really, really cool. Uh, and also Hara Pass. We've talked about Hara Pass many times. We I've driven my Buhanka four-wheel drive van there. Right. Um, it's not very difficult, but it's picturesque. Indeed. Very, very beautiful, including Onion Creek. It's also beautiful, but Onion Creek, you're really in the, inside the canyon. 
you are. So it's a different experience. And it's not as challenging. It's really better for some nice, fast sweeps. And yeah, or lot. even if you have a mountain bike or a little motorcycle. You, you could definitely do it on that, too. Yeah, yeah, you could run it. So if you if you wanted to bring your kids, and both these vehicles tow between, I don't know, 5,000 pounds pretty much, the yeah. ones that we talked about. Um, and so you could easily bring some dirt bikes or a little extra utility trailer or whatever you want, I mean, within that range, and they'll tow just fine. And plus, you'll have plenty of space for your dogs. Yes. So, so thank you, Adam, for supporting us. We and appreciate that. And, and if you want more detailed information, Adam, or if you have a specific question, thanks to you being a Patreon, by all means, ask them. We will answer. Yeah, and that's how we can communicate right there on patreon.com. Um, so finally, so I've noticed this. I have an app for my Chevrolet, right? Mm-hmm. And GMC has an app also. Yeah. So... And I, I'm kind of a techie guy, so I appreciate that. And so what I can do with my app, because I just purchased my truck, mm-hmm. um, I can locate it on the map, right? So I know kind of specifically when, like, I park it at the airport, I park it somewhere else, I can uh, locate it, I can find it, I can lock and unlock the doors, mm-hmm. I can uh, honk my horn. Can you remote start? No. My, my, my Hyundai Apple lets me uh, remote start. Does it tell you how much fuel you got? No, <laughs> but my Ford app used to do that. Oh, okay. Well, still, I'm winning. Um, just to tell you your range. I get that. That's my range right now. 358 miles still on your truck right now. Yeah. My, my, my um, Look, I'm not going to beat him with any type of actual performance numbers. He would absolutely slaughter me with towing, hauling, and... Uh, and speed, And also. speed and off-roading. But... My app is pretty awesome. It rocks. And it comes standard in many different vehicles built by Hyundai. Thank you. But there's a but. Um, Do you know how will Hyundai take that away from you if you don't subscribe to a certain plan? Do you know... Do you know if it's a subscription? Because the world is changing. Yes. And a lot of it is going to be subscription-driven. I don't know if it's going to change right now. This came with the truck. And you've had your truck for how many months? Six months, October, November, December. So it hasn't changed yet. Uh, so, six months, yeah. So anyway, so I don't know about Hyundai, but but after about a month or three uh, on Star, I may have to actually opt in and start paying on Star mm-hmm. monthly in order to keep this in order to keep some of the functionality in my app, like mm. location of my truck, and maybe even the remote start. Um, Would you do that? I, I, <laughs> I think it's fourteen ninety nine a month, which is fifteen bucks a month, which I don't think is worth it for me. I mean, it's a good convenience feature, like you said. It's one hundred eighty dollars uh, a year. I, that, 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 I'm not happy about that. Mm. I want I, I, okay, a couple solutions. Okay. What if there was an annual cost that was lower? Mm-hmm. You know, some people, some services do that. Yeah, XM, Sirius um, XM does a, like a cheaper uh, service. or like a three year. If you sign up for longer, it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but fifteen dollars a month—that's like a lot for, for this functionality. Well, you you need to find out how long. Oops, sorry, that was my fault. Uh, how long it lasts? Obviously, I think I get three years of this service, and I don't know whether or not you opt in and then you're you're making some sort of payment. Uh, so I need to find that out as well. Um, although the Hyundai service appears I, to be superior. Um, but but I think uh, there's another way to do this. Yes, Sirius XM. Yeah, for three months. Mm. I have a sub, uh, you know, it's a trial. Uh, right, right, right. Will you subscribe to it when it's done? I don't think so. Not even for your <laughs> stations? Well, I can I can wirelessly connect my phone <laughs> and true. still do. <laughs> 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 
You know why I decided to keep it? I, I hate SiriusXM normally. I, I'm, I'm completely honest about this because I can't stand DJs talking over music I'm paying for. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ozzy's Boneyard is a religious thing for me. Mm-hmm. And just as importantly, um, they have like a standard thing that's like $4.99 a month, which I got. And that's good for the next few years. And then they're going to try to jack the price on me and then I'll kill it. But because I have other people driving it, both my daughter and my wife drive that car. Um, and they're very different in terms of the musical taste. Having it, for me at least, makes sense. But you have younger drivers, and you don't have sure. that same issue. Sure, but also, like I think in my mind, the better way to do this is give you something just for free as a base. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe just lock on lock. Yeah, I get maybe you. just location on the truck, and, and then, then as more services become available, maybe trail maps, other fun things you could do with your vehicle. Then charge for that. I, I get you, and I agree with that 100%. Yeah, and I, I think that that, that – like a reward almost. Like, okay, you're, you're, you're paying a couple bucks a month. But give you something at least for free. That's kind of – because it's not free. Because the vehicle already costs money. Right. I mean, you're still spending – at the end of the day, with you're the interest spending, that you're going to spend, you're spending, yeah, you know – A lot of money Well over $40,000 for this truck. You deserve to have a few things. And frankly, it doesn't cost automakers that much to have this type of information available on their vehicle. It's already there. Telemetry inside your vehicle, even something as basic as a Mitsubishi Mirage, is there. It's inside the vehicle. So there's transmitting it. It's already able to do it. Why not do it? And then give everybody a little free, you know, hey, here you go. You now know that you have good tire pressure and your doors can be unlocked and locked. But if you want more, for $2.99, get the Andre Special. We there call this one the Smirnoff 2. The and TFL, this, yeah. Well, I'm giving you all the credit. Okay, the okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I think it's no, a good no. idea. I yeah, agree totally, with you. Totally. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, but there is other pressures, right? Mm. Because... All these companies are publicly traded companies, and mm-hmm. they want to show, you know, subscription models and revenue streams and yeah. higher yeah. stock prices and shareholder, what what whatnots. Right? Yeah, I got you. So there, and then there's Tesla and others who are charging huge amounts for self-driving and. Yeah, and then you have Toyota who's that doesn't self-drive. Doing some uh, yeah, some subscription stuff that's a little hairy that's coming around the corner. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and I know a lot of you guys are very much against subscriptions. I am too, as much as I you know I'm a hypocrite because I am paying for one. But this this is a choice that I made just to have a musical thing. I can easily use my phone for most of my music. But at the end of the day, when it comes to actual services that your vehicle can provide for free versus them finding some chintzy way of charging you, I agree that sucks. Yeah, totally. Um, and then there's a couple of things that I, I don't know if I was expecting, but maybe wishful thinking, mm-hmm. uh, the Canyon does not offer super cruise. No kidding. In, that a, price? in any, in any, uh, trim. That doesn't make a lot of sense uh, to me. Because their Sierra, we just tried their super cruise system. It was, it was amazing. Phenomenal. Excellent system. It doesn't have power steps. Which you would think a Denali so might. I'm not looking at power steps. That's how it sits. It's a standard step. Oh, that sucks. And it doesn't have a fancy tailgate that like folds in several different ways. So it doesn't have the fold and go or right whatever a multi pro or multi multi stuff. Doesn't have that either, huh? Uh, so, so maybe that's coming later in other model years. Perhaps, and, yeah, uh, perhaps. But at least off the gate, out of the gate, uh, the GMC Canyon does not offer some of those ultra fancy things. Uh, sorry, but if you're paying that type of dough, I want the folding gate and I want some And a super cruising thing. I want the super cruise, yeah. I mean, super cruise is awesome. Why not put it in that? And And here's, we should explain this really quick before we end. Please. Because super cruise is, um, 
you still have to w look at the road, but you don't have to touch the gas or the brake pedals or steer. Yeah. On, on pre-mapped highways. Right. And there's hundreds of thousands of pre-mapped highways that are actually in the system. And now Canada's become, a, a lot of Canadian highways are being included with that. Uh, it's it's extraordinary amount of miles, and it works really well. It even signals for you from one lane to another when it detects someone going slow in your lane. Yeah, and you were, I mean, I would say a little skeptical at first. I was but then you But then you really liked, you enjoyed that system. I was freaking out. that I've used it before, but it, it, the one I used was the older version of it, I guess, yeah. which didn't do the, what this one does. And I was loving it. It was doing everything for me right when I was thinking, hmm, I would love to hit the signal and go around this guy. It did it. And it would go around, and it was just speeding exactly the way I wanted it to. I adore the system. So the fact that it's not on this uh, canyon, no matter what canyon it is, is inexcusable. Sorry, GM. Bad GM. Because I would see a Denali having it, you know? It should. I mean, for 52 plus 50, For all the whatever. cameras and all the other crap that's yeah. on there, yeah, I want the Super Cruise, damn it. Not well, fair. Well, let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to continue with my Colorado adventure, my Chevy Colorado, and you'll see much more many more videos because i do want to tow as soon as possible yes i do want to go off-road mm -hmm. as soon as possible yeah uh, so all of that is coming you can loan it to me so i can take it to my lab potato salad baby will you wipe out hill will you take me with you well, the point is be taking it without you seeing me oh. but no oh, well, i'm not quite at that level yet but i think we've been talking about in the near future doing some adventures with some of the vehicles that haven't had a chance to go and perhaps we can figure something out in the dunes or something else in the near future. Yeah, totally. Uh, and also, our Ram Stubby truck, our Ram 1500 short bed, yeah. short cab, is going to have an adventure of its own. Yes, and it's gone through some changes. By the time you guys see this video, you're going to see some of those changes and hear about them. And stop yelling at me about them. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time because I think on the next episode, there'll be a lot more heavy, heavy duty stuff. Oh, happening. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you don't like mid-sized small trucks, don't worry. Heavy duties are coming. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Take care and have a great week.